All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you were warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them, and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Utah Outcast. We are a semi-weekly progressive political and devoutly anti-religion podcast based in the Wonder Bread eating state of the world. Uh, that is the wonderful state of Utah. Uh, we never claim to be impartial or fair, but we do promise a, a whole bunch of left-leaning, socialism-loving, atheist, Satanist, and humanist fun each week. Uh, you might be wondering about that Wonder Bread reference there. It's because um, that is the the body of Christ for most Mormons out there. And since it's Easter, we are going to be talking about Christ a little bit this week. But this is episode number 95. And since it's Monday as I release it, we've got a whole lot of current events for you guys to consume. And I don't know about you guys, but reading the news each week is like trying to get a sip out of a fucking fire hose. There's just so goddamn much going on right now. But we'll get to that in a second. I did uh, want to put a pin in that for one second and let the audience know that we are who we are because this could be the first episode that you're ever hearing us. Hi, I'm your intrepid host, and joining me uh, on this episode this week is uh, Felicia Entwistle. Hello. Uh, now that we're not strangers anymore, uh, let's get a little share a little bit of what's been going on with us over the past week. Felicia, I thought you had something to bring up about a certain annoying somebody at uh, at your at your day job at your Clark Kent job that that got keel hauled. I, <laughs> I do. Oh, I I brought her up. Uh, I think on the patron show. So um, she. This was the lady that told me to, that she cured her, cured forever, her allergies with essential oils. Mm. And then fought me on it. Like, <laughs> I didn't engage. I, I, I was, I, my allergies kicked in. I needed to go to the pharmacy and get my goddamn Claritin. <laughs> it works. And she goes, I cured mine with essential oils. And I went, and I, I couldn't. It was morning. I, no. <laughs> I'm just not doing no. this shit. <laughs> and so I go, look, I'm just going to stick with Claritin. It works for me. And she went, it cures them right now, but not forever. As I'm like, ah! Like, bitch, you might as well just go and tell me to go get audited to find out what's going on with my allergies. Yeah. yeah but here, uh, let me check your foot. Um, and not <laughs> diabetes foot. Like, just, you know, if I poke this spot, you'll breathe back. Oh, yeah. fuck off. Uh, no, I, I'm going to use an antihistamine, and that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> um, but she kept going with it. She kept going with this shit, man. She kept pushing her woo-woo, and then it turns out she was a Christian woo-woo. Oh, no. just the worst. <laughs> what type of Christian woo-woo was she doing there, Felicia? 
Um, well, she likes essential oils, and mm-hmm. she Doterra. paid. Uh, and she paid money for Reiki to Ooh. learn how to do Reiki in a class. How was that, Christian? Even, I, don't, I don't know how people. I don't know. See, that's the thing I don't get. She's like, she tried to tell me one day that God loves me still. Mm. And she's like, they mean it so nice. And I just, I'm like, I don't have the time to go into this with you at work and how that's not acceptable <laughs> at work. So I get called into, I haven't reported her anywhere. I did go to my leader and go, hey, she can't be, because she started handing out essential oils. And that's when I went, oh, mine. Um, because essential oils are not just nice smelling neat things that some people believe magic. No, they are very distilled chemicals that can have very serious side effects. They are extracts from fucking plants. <laughs> yeah. You know what else we make from extracts from plants? Fucking drugs. Yeah, nicotine. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, they can have interactions with medications. They can cause burns. Some yep. of them can cause burns if you go in the sunlight. Like, they're insane. They are, they're not just harmless. Some some and, of them, if you're a vampire, garlic might, you know, just fuck you up all um, over. The, yeah, just, I mean. They make, they make a, <laughs> uh, no. um, <laughs> a garlic, that'd nope. be a. I would put it in my food. Honestly, I would dip stuff in it. So, like shit, it tastes like shit. None of them taste good. Anyway, so I had to go to my boss with like a little article on like, here's why they're dangerous. Maybe she shouldn't hand these out. And he went, you know, that's actually a good call. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, then I get called into a meeting with HR because of an anonymous complaint, and the HR person was like, not you. (laughs) It's not about you. Um, I can tell the complaint it's not about you and so <laughs> i'm like all right <laughs> um the very next day i have to report her ass to hr because she sends out she's been sending out these notes from the universe to our entire team Ugh. Um, Ugh. <laughs> i could vomit right now <laughs> and also how is this christian what is the universe is the the whole universe is god is jesus now yeah. that sounds like They've kind of co-opted that shit. Yeah. So wait, like, is it four parts? (laughs) Like, (laughs) that we had a trinity. Like, what's going on? But she doesn't understand any of the things she actually believes. Right? She just likes the way they sound, and she makes it. She thinks it makes her sound deep. Yeah. Anyway, she sends out this one, and um, uh, friends of the show should know from a very, very long time ago. uh, Bud, who was on the show a very long time ago, passed away. Uh, very recently he passed away last month and um, I've been sad and it's been it was sad oh and that's a perfect time for Christians to strike let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) so she sends out this note from the universe that no one should ever ever has any reason to be unhappy about anything all right first off fuck you there's a lot to be unhappy (laughs) about there's a lot there's a lot to be happy about, but there's a lot to be unhappy about, and That's we should why be unhappy we podcast. about. <laughs> yeah. And then the second part is because you'll see them all when we die. And uh. um, by the way, <laughs> so poor, it was just a monstrosity of writing. I was, oh, fuck you! Your prose is shit. Uh, so that was the first thing that offended me. <laughs> but then I was like, 
no, bitch, I am unhappy. And no, I don't think I'm going to see him again. This is over the line. <laughs> so got to go to HR with that one. Uh, turns out I wasn't the only one getting pissed off by her bullshit. She got fired. Yay. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. So for me, uh, like I, I told people on the patron show and stuff last week that uh, I decided to take a, a couple of nights off when we didn't re- we recorded early last week and that was an experiment and it was wasn't too bad uh, except I had a lot of work to do when I got back and I'm like fuck <laughs> I'm not getting to bed till like three in the morning because when you're a when you're a parent and a podcaster and a full time employee and all this other shit the first thing to go is your sleep <laughs> and so. I I cut into like a, the sleep schedule hard last week because I wanted to go take a trip to Vegas because uh just because I'm not going to give everybody examples of why uh and the the what I want to bring up is that it's such a fucking missed opportunity for Mormons to go to Vegas like they go there like we had the extended family all show up there for the trip and I was like oh well this complicates things considerably <laughs> like. <laughs> And it did because we couldn't, we could no longer just all pile into my wife's car and we could just, cause we drove down and we can't just go up and down the strip looking for stuff to do and, you know, park wherever we want at whatever casino and stuff and just, you know, go in there. Now we have to find where we're going to go, who's all coming with us, how much is going to cost for everything because, you know, Mormons are stingy as fuck when it comes to money on a lot of things. And so going to a restaurant, you know, when you go to Vegas, you expect to spend at least, oh, 20 plus dollars for a, a whatever buffet that you're going to, unless you're, um, unless you're like on Fremont Street, you're going to pay over 20 bucks for whatever the fuck you're going to eat. And so we went to the MGM Grand and the buffet was 30 bucks and everybody was like just gnashing teeth about it. Like, eh, eh, because when we were but it's deciding, a goddamn buffet. yeah, when we were deciding to go there. Uh, where we were staying was like on the other side of McCarran Airport. So, I mean, MGM Grand is like literally like one of the first stops like on the way on the strip. So, uh, and I'm boring the shit out of people with, with this, but th- they wanted to go to Circus Circus because Ew! it's, Ew! yeah. And I was like, you don't, no, you don't want to go there. It's no, it's a garbage place. Uh, like that. The only reason it hasn't been torn down is because of people like you that want to go there. Oh, it's cheap. Oh, they have stuff for kids. Like, no, no. No, they fucking... really don't have a ton for kids. <sighs> no, they've no, got so... they've got they've got a really sad arcade that they think is cool. Like, but it's really half-assed. I went there as a kid and went really. Yeah, and don't go to Slots of Fun. No, it's not worth. It. Nope. That that that's like almost like old Fremont Street area of the Strip right there, where it's just kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad the the giant fuck you hotels are kind of taking over that area. And but that's the thing. Uh, I go to Vegas to have a good time. I go to be able to drink while I'm walking down the street, which is so fucking liberating. love it. Love oh, it. That's amazing. But and it's really funny to go there with a whole bunch of Mormons because they don't drink, they don't they don't smoke, they don't they don't partake of a lot of things that uh, most of people in my world would you know deem fun. And so. And it also became really fun because we had some uh, interesting dinner table conversations, which I will be talking about on uh, Time for Rants, because I, I, I was so excited after I finished this conversation that I messaged everybody in the chat room, and I'm like, oh my god, guys, I just had like a two-hour conversation about Black Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it was almost a, almost a relationship-ending kind of conversation. So uh, anyway, we're going to get into news you missed, but we're going to cut to our first little commercial break and it's not really a commercial. We might play something from some other show, 
We might just give you a funny haha clip there. But anyway, we'll be right back. And now a paid message from the Russian Federation. And hello, America. Yesterday, we all made Donald Trump the 45th president of the United States. Hooray, we did it! And today, many of you are scared and marching in the streets. You are worried that your country is in the hands of this unpredictable man. But don't worry, it's not. Relax, I got this. Putin's going to make everything okay. I promise that we will take care of America. It's the most expensive thing we've ever bought. On CNN, they came across with some breaking news the other day um, about how British and other European intelligence agencies have intercepted communications between associates of Donald Trump, including his sons, and Russian officials and other Russian individuals during the campaign and then pass these communications on to U.S. counterparts, U.S. congressional and law enforcement and U.S. European intelligence sources tell CNN. Oh, my God. Let me tell you how shocked I am. No, I I don't think anybody's shocked anymore, but there are people out there that are saying, like, oh, well, there's just no no proof of this whole Russian thing going on. Look at Rachel Maddow. She's talking about Russia, Russia, Russia all the time. I'm like, she's a really fucking trained journalist she's not she's going just to, she's super fucking we, smart i guys. was disappointed i was disappointed with the tax returns i was disappointed but she is brilliant she is actually a brilliant journalist she's a she, she knows what she's doing um yes she could be can be sensational and she is left-leaning she's never but that's that's msnbc for you though <laughs> yeah but that's also rachel herself yeah, she's yeah. like no i'm a lesbian woman and pretty hard left guys like yeah. she's, it's fine to say you're biased as long as you don't Admit claim it. like you're some <laughs> yeah like say you're biased everyone's biased everyone is everyone's got something to sell except fox news like, they're fair and balanced you know with exactly. their <laughs> with their fucking sexual harassment that they got going like, there. <laughs> you listen to like rush limbaugh and he'll sit there and be like i'm just telling you the facts i'm just telling you the facts and we start this show going <laughs> You start the show going, oh, we're liberal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to say some stuff that's probably going to embarrass you or, you know, make you blush a bit. So anyway, these uh, communications that they were talking about, they were captured during routine surveillance of Russian officials and other Russians known to Western intelligence. So British and European agencies, including the GCHQ, which is the uh, like the NSA of, of England. um. They picked up these communications during what is known as incidental collection. And so they passed them on. And we're underneath the, the Five Eyes Agreement, along with Canada, Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand, England, and the United States. We're all, we all share everything that we have with each other because that's, the kind of, that's how we do things, to be able to see what's going on across the world at all times with all of our Western civilization countries that we have. It's called globalism, and it actually works. Oh, no. No, Alex Jones, he's goddamn globalist. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry. So the uh, European agencies detected multiple communications over several months between the Trump associates and Russian individuals. The communications are likely to be scrutinized as part of the Senate Intelligence Committee, which they are currently on still on vacay for some godly reason. Um, Yeah, it is godly reason because it's Easter tomorrow. Oh, I love to say I love to say like. 
6 a.m. is a godly hour and I want nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's godly, I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, I mean, when when they get off of their recess, boy, they're going to have a it's going to be a field day because even Jason Chaffetz has been uh, somewhat said to have compromise against him as well. That's why he's not doing investigations. And I don't want to get too conspiracy, but I hope to fuck that they they bring up Rico charges on all these people because if if it's if it's collusion of this level, it it would be great. It's probably not going to happen, but man, uh, just... I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that like we're going to see the downfall of the Trump administration for something at some yeah. point. Pretty pretty like the pretty much it's the pretty entire administration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no fire yet, but there's a lot of smoke, <laughs> as I've heard it said. I yeah. pro- probably on scathing atheist is probably where I got that. But what I um, but my point is, uh, but what I was getting at is Chaffetz. Nah, he's just a worm. That dude's just like a fucking worm. That dude hasn't actually like, he's got, done he's anything. Got, he's got no scruples, him. though. He's the kind of guy that would sell out his neighbor for a buck fifty. He's that kind of guy. So. I think that Absolutely they probably got him on some shit. So. Absolutely. But he's also a worm. But it's also how we got he's guys also like just a ca- tiny little cockroach. Yeah. But he's also a head of a couple of pretty big committees. And so it'd be great if they found some shit on him to get him out of there because fuck, it'd be nice to get Jason Chaffetz out of that fucking office because one, he's not the fucking mayor of, uh, of DC. He needs to stop pretending that he gives a shit about what DC does. Because the, recently they had to, they pulled back their euthanasia laws that they passed. And they're fuck he, like, DC's a weird fucking town because it's a, technically a city without a state. It's a, it's a separate district without representation. And yeah, so, they don't get any representation. It's really fucked up. Because, so, basically, Congress gets to be their state government as well. Yeah, as the federal government. But they get no, they get no representative there from their state yeah it's fucked <laughs> mm-hmm. so they don't get euthanasia apparently and so what uh what i'm really going to tie this all into here is that um sean spicer that fucking piece of work he had some stuff earlier this week and i don't have it all here because it's it's way too fucking hard to talk about this dude especially how he tried to say that hitler didn't gas his own countrymen it's like what the fuck? <laughs> how? How? How are you? That was still, delicious. How are you still at this job? Delicious. <laughs> that was delicious. He had to come he back like three, three times to clarify his position, <laughs> and oh, he still didn't, didn't do a consider, good job. He, they didn't consider the Jews citizens, dude. That's not what we said. That's even worse. <laughs> that's really horrible. <laughs> so Sean Spicer. <laughs> Claims that this whole uh, GCHQ thing that's been coming back has uh, corroborated, you know, Donald Trump's, you know, wire tapping, you know, being tapped with two P's. He's claiming that this backs that up. And Andrew Napolitano made a quote saying that three intelligence sources have informed Fox News that President Obama went outside the chain of command to spy on Trump. He didn't use the NSA. He didn't use the CIA. He used GCHQ. You know what? Napolitano is not allowed on Fox News anymore. They they secretly they quietly let him go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
And so him saying this stuff and, the, and Sean Spicer and those guys are trying to say, look, look, see, this has to do with the wiretapping. Like, no, I don't think you realize what this really means. This means that they were studying these Russian people that they obviously had warrants for or, you know, they know that they are foreign they actors reason. and they're like, yeah, these guys are obviously spies. And then all of a sudden up comes along fucking uh, uh, Uday and Kuse coming up to the fucking neighborhood and be like, hey, guys, so when are we going to get that money laundering money that you guys are wanting to launder through Trump? It's like, are you, are you guys really this stupid? Are you that dumb? And I think they are. They are literally that I fucking stupid. Are. I think they are that stupid. <laughs> I think they are that stupid. Because Trump, Trump says, think- I have no business dealings with Russia. And the sun goes a... Uh, like a gross mis- misrepresentation of our portfolio is Russian people. And it's like, like Trump tower, like three, to- three stories of the fucking Trump tower bought out by Russians. It's like, what the fuck? Guys? Dude, we can find this. You can't just keep saying this shit. It's just there. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be dealing with Trump people soon. My whole family is like, hates him my uh, my family hates him none of my family are jesusy like it's real easy with my family uh, <laughs> like even the jesusy ones even like the two are like oh but fuck that guy right like <laughs> uh, they're yeah. coming to visit oh, oh no. fuck oh fuck <laughs> all right fellas i'm ready to fudge oh my gosh you want me on top? No, no, uh, I'll be on top. You're gonna make me come, or I'm gonna kick your butt. Come on now. Oh, baby. Oh, you make me so hot now. Come on. Oh, that's good. Oh, you make me so hot. So there's a Mormon mantra that goes by better dead clean than alive unclean and this was a this was ringing in a brigham young university student's mind in 1979 as she leapt from a would-be attacker's car on the freeway this comes from us from the salt lake tribune uh being raped the student believed would rob her of virtue you know virginity a prize that she could never regain again her life would be over so why not just go ahead and jump? That's literally what the Mormon church was teaching people. This was preached repeatedly by LDS leaders of that era and a widely read church volume. The President Spencer W. Kimball, I think he's the Yoda-looking motherfucker, uh, said the miracle of forgiveness it is in, was encapsulated in a 1974 first presidency. I'm just making hand-jacking off motions here because you guys don't care about all this stuff. Uh, if a woman resisted an attacker with all of her energy and strength, she would not be guilty of unchastity. So the lady has to Wait. fight back with all of her strength and energy in order for her to not lose her virtue. Yeah, I'm just going to point out, um, that's a good way to get yourself killed. Yeah, that's a great way to get killed. That's because- a real good way to get yourself killed. Uh, I mean, and, and look, fighting is normal and natural and you fight, but like at a certain point you might go, Fuck it. Get it over with me so I don't want to die. <laughs> Rather not die. Yeah. Rather not die. And I, um, to this day, would take being raped over dying. So, thankfully, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know, the Mormons, our legislature, uh, take a healthier approach in its official pronouncements. 
Rape victims often suffer serious trauma and feelings of guilt and are not guilty of sin, says their fucking handbook. Oh, thank you. Yeah, really clarifying. And it says here in quote, because all of your fucking leaders are lay leaders. They have to be reminded of this shit. Uh, church leaders should be sensitive to such victims and give caring attention to help them overcome the destructive effects of abuse. Except your guys's church abuses people all the fucking time. I'm just, I, I'm. Eh. Please define abuse. Anyway, so in modern Mormon speak, young women are still taught that virtue remains nearly synonymous with chastity. Yeah. The, the faith's signature scripture, the Book of Mormon describes how evil men kidnapped the daughters of the Lamanites and then deprived them of, quote, that which is most dear and precious above all things, which is chastity and virtue. Right. You're only worth it if your vagina can be claimed and owned by a singular man. Dear and precious above all things. All things. You see, because then they can know that if they have a kid with you, then that's definitely That's definitely their kid. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's not because of you, bitch. All right. You not really that important. It's the sons you have. All right, Becky, (laughs) Becky, you listening? (laughs) Oh, I can't do that. I had, I I have a friend named Becky. She's left the church. She's wonderful. (laughs) So the art, she's, she's fucking around, you know, she's doing her thing. I'm like, so proud of her. She's so much happier now. So a lot of this stuff is still being church by the uh, taught by the Mormon Church. Yeah, so, it is. yeah, and so I can trace what my daughter is learning in young women and what is playing out at BYU because apparently there's a lot of fucking problems happen at BYU. You know, is there a, is there a bunch? They they just try a bunch. No, uh, just a bushelful. There is a uh, oh my god! There was people that there was an article that came out from the Deseret News and. Surprise, you know, Deseret News is a owned by the church kind of corporation where it was coming out in defense of the the honor code that they have being the best line of defense against this kind of thing happening to women at BYU. And it's just. Man, right. Yeah. So known to reduce pornography use, sexual assault. uh, So pregnancy. So LDS yeah. women, uh, if you didn't know how they're they're being pressured by their own society, they're expected to be nice, deferential, and accommodating to men's needs. But they're also responsible for fending off men's advances. Oh, they're responsible if they uh, invoke the lust. You see, um, I actually had a high school teacher say that girls who dress in low-cut shirts are being provocative to lust man so there was a student at uh and it let's see it happened at uh she was in byu and the guy was at utah valley and he said she says that he had me over uh late at night we were messing around a little bit and it felt a little off and i kept telling him i don't want to have sex i don't want to have sex and then it was happening Oh, of, yep, been there. Yeah, so she said, I, I felt violated, and she was breaking honor code rules by being in his apartment, especially late at night. If I hadn't done that, this wouldn't have happened. So the blame sort of fell back on me. Nope. 
Nope. It felt wrong. I knew what he did was wrong, but I knew I was in the wrong, too. Nope. No, man. That... Nope, nope, nope. You nope. said no. You, you said, said no. no. And you said he no. kept going. That's it. And you're right. He couldn't have done that if you weren't there, but you are also allowed to be there because you're a human being with needs. Like, that, that's the fucked up thing is there is nothing wrong with fooling around with somebody you're in college fuck fuck as much as you want <laughs> and as little yeah yeah exactly you, uh, you know that's no i can't i won't compare it to that because i was gonna say it's like the whole kevin smith thing where he's like i'm killing as exactly as many people as i want and that's none you know <laughs> i thought that was uh oh wait not Pen. kevin smith fuck that sorry Pen. that was yeah Pen yeah it was pen pendulette sorry no, i, I raped my fat man kill there for a as second. many people <laughs> as i want none uh, and so Pencilette's real big on consent, though. He did the whole BDSM thing. He's like huge on consent. It's kind of a thing for him. I uh, I'm gonna go see him next time in Vegas. I, w- I want to go see him at the Rio. Uh, anyway, so she says it was January and freezing, and the, she left the apartment around four or five a.m. I was carrying my shirt and bra with me. I was just wearing a sweatshirt I had worn, and it was snowing. It felt so ironic because it was so white and so pure, and here I no! was, not pure anymore. Okay, purity is a bullshit concept. Mm-hmm. Purity is a bullshit concept, and you said no. You said no. You said no. Okay, as somebody who went through almost exactly the same scenario, um, where I said, hey, oh, and I'd been having sex, and I enjoyed sex at this time, and I was like, dude, I don't want to do that right now, and then the next thing I know, ah, there's a dick in me, <laughs> and I know this is getting weird. But my point is, uh, I said no, and I said no a lot. I want to make that and the episode she title. Said no. <laughs> ah, there's a dick in me. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Freeze frame you oh. doing that. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not sorry minimizing trauma, guys. I'm like I. I'm trying to not get too heavy. Uh, it's, it's just a little bit of rape. Just a little bit of rape. Just, ah, just a little. Uh, oh, we're just having a fun. We're having fun. The sugar makes the rape go down. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to bastardize Mary Poppins songs. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. We're terrible. This yeah. So, okay. okay. But go you ahead. said no, bitch. You said no. You're fine. Purity. You were never pure because that doesn't exist. You're covered in bacteria. You're not, you weren't pure to begin with. You no. haven't lost anything, but you're allowed to feel upset and sad and violated with this because you were. And I'm going to bring up one more story it. real quick from a uh, lady that calls herself Catherine. She was a BYU sophomore and she was assaulted by a male friend in her apartment after some light kissing. She says, you always think you're going to fight. Uh, I was in a self-defense class that semester, especially for women to defend themselves against sexual assault. But this is not a stranger in the bushes. I didn't know you, what to do with him. I also had this weird fear of hurting him and getting him in trouble. And so she says that too. Yeah. And apparently she said that she had little knowledge of male sexuality because her mother had told her that men can't control themselves sexually. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. My mom wrong. was pissed. We went to a young women's thing. I can't remember why, but we went to a young women's thing and the woman told us that boys can't control themselves. She was pissed. She was pissed. She was like, girls, you need to know right now that they absolutely can control themselves and that you have a right to say no. You need to know this. And once they're aroused, they can't turn back. 
Oh, they can. They really can. They really can. They really, really can. They cannot stop themselves. They have to follow arousal all the way. Otherwise, they will be hurt. Is that the myth of blue balls? I don't. I don't know. But yeah, that's the myth of blue balls. Like, eh. like, yeah. Fuck off. No. I just thought that I I had to get him to climax, and he'd leave me alone. In that case, if you feel like you have to go there, and I'm not saying you had to. And I'm not saying if the guy's if he said if you said no and he followed through with it, fuck him. But if you feel like uh, we were kissing no. a little bit and I'm just saying if you're kissing a bit and, you know, you guys were fool- fooling around and everything. And I'm not saying this about this victim right here. But the thing is, if you feel like you have to get a guy to a climax and just give him a handy. <laughs> just get out. But, All right, like, done. <laughs> okay like you don't have to give any guy a handy no you but, don't like, no 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 no. i'm not i'm not advocating that sorry that really came yeah, out yeah. bad <laughs> but if you want like if you don't mind like even if you're like not down but you're like yeah you know yeah I'm not, the, I, I'm not in the mood but you know you've been a good guy to me tonight there you go <laughs> yeah give him a handy you know show the guy some love like give him a little but uh yeah um no they don't have to and if they are aroused from kissing, which is arousing, it's neat, it's fun. Uh, you don't know them anything. Not so, a damn thing. This Catherine they buy girl. your dinner. You don't know them shit. No. They buys buy your drinks. Your nope. <laughs> you don't know them shit. Nope. You don't. Oh, a nice guy does not expect shit in return for being nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A nice William person. Listen, let's not even say nice guy. Nice person does things yeah. to be nice because it feels good to be nice. You know. They're William, not doing like this William whole. Oh man! William has told me many a story where he thought he was a nice guy, and he used to take girls and buy them clothes, and then was like, "Why didn't they fuck Why me? Why didn't they fuck me? Why didn't they <laughs> fuck me?" And then he like got that shit sorted out. You just, you just <laughs> pat him on the head sometimes, be like, "Oh, you poor guy." Oh, <laughs> what I said was, "Nobody ever bought me an outfit." <laughs> and I, I probably would have fucked him anyway. Like. I, I I used to buy this this one girl that I had this huge crush on all sorts of manga and stuff and I was like she's so into anime and I'm into anime I'll buy her all this stuff maybe she'll want to hook up with me nope she had no interest at all but she had a, this maybe guy that was willing it. to buy her shit <laughs> yeah no, that's not that's I, on me that's I, not on her that's me and that makes her a right, shitty person for you know taking gifts and stuff like that and you know exploiting somebody but at the same time she didn't owe me a goddamn thing <laughs> okay as a teenage girl who guys were like nice to yeah um you don't know that all the time because like guys are just nice to you all the time and uh and, and also come on teenage guys like fuck off a little bit right like but um like <laughs> you don't realize that they're wanting to fuck you all the time like you're just kind of like no they're just being nice to me and i really appreciate it, it makes me feel good you're not like, uh, I'm using him. Like, you don't think of it that way. <laughs> no. Like, you're no. not like, you're like, I, I'm not using them. And you're not. You're not using them. They're just like, this Bringing is a nice stuff. person Here's who stuff. does nice things. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for thinking of me. That was a really sweet thing you did. I appreciate that. All right, moving on with my day. Like, <laughs> like it's not. I want to put my dick manipul- in you. <laughs> they're, not, they're not manipulating you by having a vagina. All right, guys? They're not. No. They're just. They're not thinking of it. They're not. And the reason they're not thinking of it is because you haven't asked. <laughs> so they're to, down a lot of the time. You'd be so shocked. You'd to be get shocked. back to the, the story of Catherine here. Sorry, we got way deep in the reads there because 
well, white sorry, knights. Rape is a subject. Yeah, white <laughs> knights fucking piss me off. I hate these guys. So anyway, um, she texted the rapist to let him know she planned to seek charges. He said he would confess and say that it was consensual. It would be her word is against his. And he, she tried to go to church. She walked into the church and started crying. And she sent a friend. She, a friend found her curled up on the sidewalk and crying. I don't know what's wrong, but let's take you to the bishop. Her friend said. And Catherine said that she told the bishop of her student ward and, or congregation that she was raped. And the first words out of the bishop's mouth were, let's get you started on the repentance process. Wow. Yeah. And so, and then Kimball's book, you know, Heber C. Kimball that we were talking about there. Uh, it's an out of print book, but it's still distributed by well-meaning Mormon bishops who think it'll help rape victims repent. It's called uh, The Miracle of Forgiveness. Uh, in 1969 so you know let's go ahead and use like 60 year old fucking books to to teach people how they should recover from this stuff and it says the loss of chastity is far reaching once given or taken or stolen it can never be regained it is better to die in defending one's virtue than having the lost it within a struggle it's like oh no. man no no you know. so and that's the, okay and she she brought up something really important there you think you're gonna fight yeah like you think you're going to fight, um, but in the moment, like when it happened to me, you're, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to fight. It, it's not. Okay. Uh, everyone thinks of abuse as if it is uh, like spousal abuse, as if it's a guy punching his wife in the face and then she's got a black eye and then she's like super sad about it. Nope. That's not really how it always works, guys. I mean, it does happen that's, that that's way. That's a that's usually a culmination you know, of other yeah. abuses that were around here. <laughs> but the thing about abuse is that it's often manipulative. It's coercive. It is. Uh, it, it's that it, it's it. It tears you away. And in these situations, like what happened to me, you don't know what to do. It. And and if you talk to men who have also been raped, either by men or women, the same thing happens. You just freeze because you don't know what's going on. You don't know what to do. You generally, most people you meet, you assume the best in them. They can't possibly be doing this. This can't possibly be happening. I, I yep. said, I, I said no. I said no. And then the next thing you know, there's a dick inside you. Ah, again, it's really funny. I know, but th th that's what happens, and it's terrifying, and it's yeah. weird, and it's awful, and yeah. So it's <laughs> it's very obvious that the the LDS Church needs to come around from its old way of thinking, even though that they say that they have, and they're making strides towards it. They have a lot of fucking work to do. They have a ton of work to do about this because even Elizabeth Smart, who, if you're living outside of Utah, you might not re realize who this girl was. She's the one that got kidnapped from her home and was a sexual slave for like eight, nine months or something like that, or maybe even longer. I can't remember. It was like maybe years. It was It was quite a while. I mean, it was a it long was quite fucking a while. time. She was she was a teenager, young teenager too. Yeah, fourteen. Like fourteen, yeah. yeah. And And so when they when yeah. they finally got her back, uh, she said, like in speeches and stuff, that she felt like a chewed up piece of gum. Nobody rechews a piece of gum. You just throw it away. Yep. And that's something that you she learned from. She learned. She learned that that's something. And thankfully, she is a force within the Mormon Church that is trying to change this kind of thing. But the fact that it has to be changed shows that they've used shame 
for a really long fucking time. And any system, any religion that uses shame to make their members act a certain way, this is what happens. This is the legacy any, that you inherit. Any church that says that your sexuality is based on your your worth, your sexual activity is based on your worth, is going to run into this. Yep. You can sit there no and doubt. say, ah, but not if you're raped. But you, but that's not how it works. Yep. That's not how it works. It's because you're causing a sexual repression and you're you're you are creating a system of shame. And then you're going to come across a young woman who chooses to have sex, enjoys it, then feels shame, and then does not stand up for herself because she's already a chewed up piece of gum. Yep. You see, there's always going to be a problem. You cannot have sexual purity as a value and then say, eh, not if you're raped. The internet is really, really great. For porn. I got a fast connection so I don't have to wait. For porn. What? There's always some new site. For porn. I browse all day and night. For porn. It's like I'm surfing at the speed of light. For porn. Trekkie. The internet is for porn. Trekkie. Internet is for porn. What are you doing? Why you think the net was born? Porn, porn, porn. All right, Oklahoma. I think you might have a a a contender for worst fucking re- Republican in the world, other than Jason Chaffetz here. So a this comes from the Charlotte Observer. An Oklahoma congressman is under fire after he seemingly dismissed the notion that his constituents pay for him to go to Congress, calling the idea bullcrap. In a viral video making the rounds on social media, Mark hmm. Wayne Mullen. That's one name, Mark Wayne. All together. That's Mark, a terrible Mark name. Mark and Go Wayne. Fuck. Just thrown together. Fuck you, Hick. That's <laughs> so, not a name. That's no. not a name. That's two names. Yeah. Speaking at a town hall in uh, J, Oklahoma, J A Y. Not the letter J, like Oklahoma. Pro- I live in K. <laughs> I live in J. Where do you live? I live way over at W. <laughs> <laughs> so he but not respond- on avenue q <laughs> no absolutely not <laughs> the internet is not for porn no uh so he says you say you pay me to do this bull crap i pay for myself i paid enough taxes before i got there and continue to through my company to pay my own salary this is a service no one here pays me to go this is a 39-year-old Republican who represents Oklahoma's 2nd District, which covers most of the eastern part of the state. And he's trying to say that as constituents, he, not- he doesn't understand he's a representative. Yeah. Do you not understand what a representative government is? That's it's a republic, the- motherfucker. All of these people are going to get a really fucking rude awakening in 2018 because we have a charged fucking populace that are going, wait a minute. These guys are not like owners of a fiefdom. We put them into the fucking power. We have the right to take it away from them. Yeah. And them yeah, they coming don't out own our land. What the shit fuck? And with them coming out with shit like this makes people wake up a little bit more from the GOP every fucking week where they're like, "Wait, wait, what did he say? Wait, he he does this as a service? Hey, fuck you, motherfucker." <laughs> It's like, and you know what? It is. It is a. It is called public service. It is a service, and it means that you're responsible to the people you're serving. 
if I go to the Humane Society and I tell the dogs to fuck off, they don't need a walk today. Like, that's <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> the Humane Society will rightfully ask me to not volunteer anymore. So he tried to clarify this by saying, I'm just saying that this is a service for me, not a career. And I thank God this is not how I make my living. All right. Well, then kindly get your ass up from that seat and take the fuck off. You know? Get out. Get the fuck out. You <sighs> and, do not belong. This is a service for me. Go fuck yourself. This isn't a masturbatory process. You're no. here representing everyone. And so you should not be lining your fucking pockets, you know. And I bet you anything, you look at this guy's major di- like campaign donors, you're going to have the NRA, you're going to have insurance companies, you're going to have big energy people in there. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't work for you people out there. I work for the business interests, which is going to be a... Interesting thing to see to happen if we can actually get rid of Citizens United soon. That'd be that'd be great because I, look, guys, as much as we may not like Trump and we want him to be thrown out with all this Russia stuff that's going on, even if that doesn't happen, he is corrupt as fuck. And every day that he's in office, he makes the GOP look worse and worse and worse to the point where you had fucking Kansas, where a deeply Republican candidate. L- Still won, but by a slimmer margin than he would have any any other fucking president would have won. If Cruz would have won, if Rubio would have won, even if Romney would have won years ago, it would have been a fucking it would have been a continuation of the status quo. So let's let's give a little bit of thanks to Trump here because he is making the status quo fucking disappear. People are starting to wake up to how this fucking democracy works, and oh, yep. they're angry. Oh my god, people are so fucking angry. There were literally. Thousands upon thousands of ten thousands of people protesting today to see Donald Trump's taxes just for the taxes. <laughs> it's like, and then we have the science march coming up soon. Like, yep. Like I've never seen so many fucking well done organized protests against people. <laughs> it's amazing. So anyway, this guy. It's pretty intense. This Mullen guy. He says the um, a spokesperson for him told the Tulsa World later. That he was referring to the taxes that he had paid as a private citizen and as a right, business owner. Right, we understand owner. that. Yeah. Yeah, we get that. We know, Be- we, we understood he, that. He owns several plumbing companies, you know. Like all business owners, Mr. Mullen pays his taxes, which contribute to congressional salaries. Not as much as you may think it does. <laughs> like every dollar we pay and- in taxes, like 60 cents of it go to the fucking military or the DOD. It's like, like well, that's just gone. <laughs> Wait, and is it just state taxes? Has he paid that much in state taxes? Probably not. Really? Like any good yeah, business probably owner. Not. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So in the Constitution, Congress is tasked with the deciding its own member's salaries, which is taken from the U.S. Treasury and paid for by taxpayers. In 2009, that pay was increased to a base pay of $174,000 fucking dollars. Oh, yes, that's, please. That's base pay. That's not considering the fact that they most of these guys live in D.C., so they get a cost adjustment of living in D.C., which makes that probably around $300,000, and it has not changed since then. So because, you know, pay schedules work on whatever. Nobody cares about how federal fucking employees work. Uh, so he joined Congress in 2012 and has won his past two elections with more than 70% of the vote. However, he has faced a hostile reception back at hometown halls. <laughs> 
So he actually canceled one of his town halls, citing safety concerns recently. And he said yeah. in his tweet, he said, due to safety concerns, tonight town's hall meeting at Sequoia High School has been canceled. We will schedule for another time in Cherokee County. <laughs> so it's like, these guys are getting fucking scared because they don't dare show up to their fucking population that's actually voting for them. Oh, man, it's amazing. It, it really is fucking amazing. And according to um, federal filings, Mr. Mullen made at least $610,000 in 2015 and raised more than $600,000 in the 2015-2016 election cycle. So, you know, that's not uh, him getting paid from the populace. That's coming from big donors. So, Yeah, corporations. There's a reason um, that he's still in office. I'm telling you, we weren't allowed to take corporate. Trust me, it makes it a lot harder, guys. Yes, it, it does. It a lot <laughs> harder. Rocky Mountain Power will give anybody money. Yeah, give because they want to have money. Influence. <laughs> and uh, they, but we weren't allowed to take their. They will give anyone twenty five thousand dollars, no problem. Just whir. yeah. So you folks out there are kidding <sighs> yourselves, thinking that if uh, somebody receives money from a donor, they're not owed something. Oh no, that doesn't mean that at all. No. That's pretty much what that means. We own you. <laughs> Fucking look at Herbert. <laughs> Herbert will act in the interest of his donors so often. It's crazy, you guys. It's criminal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seriously, like 80% of his donations came from corporations. And it's weird because those corporations end up getting laws that like totally favor them. How it's, about that? It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. What? That nonsense is centuries behind us. But you can't deny that you're still a dangerous, savage child race. Most certainly I deny it. I agree we still were when the humans wore costumes like that 400 years ago. Which time you slaughtered millions in silly arguments about how to divide the resources of your little world. And 400 years before that, you were murdering each other in quarrels over tribal god images. Since then, there are no indications that humans will ever change. But even... When we wore costumes like that, we'd already started to make rapid progress. Oh, yeah? You want to review your rapid progress? I wanted to bring you guys a little bit of uh, science news out there. So I got this article from Ars Technica, where they recently did a, a mimicking an impact on Earth's early atmosphere and uh, with like um, an impact from an asteroid or meteor, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, and it, it yields all four... Uh, like amino acid bases <laughs> and so cool huh, hey how about that so let me uh let me talk about the article here i'm going to do some sciencey talk real quick so there aren't a lot of individual experiments that have ended up being staples of high school textbooks but stanley miller and harold urey did one of them uh they are the people who sealed up a mixture of gases meant to model the earth's early atmosphere and jolted the gas with some sparks what emerged was a complex mix of chemicals that included amino acids the building blocks of proteins. It was a seminal experiment that gave researchers one of the first avenues to approach the origin of life experimentally, but its relevance to the actual origin of life has faded since the research it expired began to refine our ideas. Now, a French-Czech team of researchers decided to give it another look using a source of energy that Miller and Urey hadn't considered, the impact of a body arriving from space. The result... The production of all four of the bases found in RNA, a close chemical what? cousin to DNA and equal essentially uh, equally essential to life. 
So no, no, no. RNA passes through the cell wall and then it gets changed into DNA. Well, it's a R- process. It's yeah. a thing. But it's it it's still RNA becomes DNA. RNA is the little the, the they're the, the little uh worker machines that that produce more DNA. They're the ones that oh my god. Yeah, you guys gets, you guys it, need to like I think it if, goes it goes through the gold G apparatus and then it goes and then it's DNA. If you have not um looked at like cellular biology, that shit is so fucking amazing. It's pretty fucking rad. Like, like you think like, you know, just scratching your hand like I'm doing on the camera. You guys can't see on the podcast, but like thinking of hundreds of cells that are falling off when something like that happens or, you know, bacteria, viruses, whatever the hell else is on my gross fucking body. Uh, and you think about there's like hundreds of these things happening. And it's like each one of these is doing these little tiny fucking little thing, little concepts and stuff going on inside of them. And it's just, oh, man, it's amazing. Like I like cellular biology was one of my fucking jams in high school i love that shit so much part of the reason i love cheese cheese is alive i mean it's not like a living thing but it is alive like it's not it's not an animal it's not a plant but it's got active blair work going on in it it's alive that's why i like beer because it's like it took also alive it took it's the excrement of yeast <laughs> that make this delicious fucking beer. <laughs> it's not the excrement. You know that. It's I more know, akin to exhalation. I'm being funny. <laughs> I want to keep all the delicious beer to myself. I don't want to share it with the world. Uh, so anyway, there are two reasons that the Miller-Urey experiment gradually fell out of flavor. Uh, flavor, not flavor. Uh, the first is conceptual. At the time, people focused on life's dizzying web of chemical reactions, almost all of which are catalyzed by proteins, so it was hard to envision life without proteins. The formation of amino acids could enable the formation of proteins and thus seem to provide an obvious role or route to a primitive biochemistry. Genetic material could be added later. What Miller and Urey didn't know, and what we wouldn't find out for decades, is that proteins don't have a monopoly on cells' catalytic chemistry. Uh, we have found that in a number of key reactions in the cell can be catalyzed by RNA. Both RNA and DNA have since been shown to be able to participate in all sorts of interesting chemistry. Those discoveries helped usher in the RNA world hypothesis, which posited that biochemistry and genetics got their start simultaneously in the form of catalytic RNA molecules. That's getting a bit thick here. Uh, Amino acids might be useful cofactors to RNA by products of the reaction. God damn it. Sorry, guys. I know it's getting thick, Uh, but they weren't central to the start of life. There's the part right there. The challenge wasn't showing how amino acids could form under simple uh, reaction conditions. Instead, the focus shifted away from their research onto ways of forming the chemical bases that are the building blocks of RNA, which are the amino acids. So in addition to conceptual problems, the original experiment ran into practical ones. What these two guys assumed, what they're calling a reducing atmosphere, unlike today's oxidizing one. In practical terms, this means that nothing akin to what a Saturn's moon Titan where the major components of our atmosphere are linked to hydrogen atoms, so ammonia instead of molecular nitrogen, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I know it's boring as shit, so. Yeah, sorry, X, that got a little bit heavy there. That got really I mean, heavy. It would be. It's fascinating it, it, to mean, me. But <laughs> no, it's fucking fascinating. It's, it's, it's a fascinating topic. Um, but it's dry. It's so dry. <laughs> the way you were reading it was pretty dry. I feel like if we were reading it ourselves, we yeah. would have been like, oh, neat, but like, you were just rambling really fast, and it was just like, okay, you're throwing a lot at me right just now. Trying to get it all in there, <laughs> just get it all in there, balls deep. Uh, so, anyway, mm. 
So and, what the, the and, reason the reason that know, they revisited the whole uh, uh, Miller and Yuri thing is that the people this be- better be good because I'm so unsatisfied right now. Last paragraph. Uh, the people behind the research argue that the current evidence suggests that more than 3.6 billion years ago, the atmosphere was a bit on the reducing side of neutral. In any case, it's clear that the early Earth was being hit regularly by things like uh, comets, uh, meteors, asteroids, whatever you want to call them, which carry a large payload of reduced chemicals. So while their atmosphere that they did in their original experiment wasn't the one that dominated it, they argued that it would, it would have been relevant. So they're saying they, they wanted to redo it, but they wanted to look for the presence of a different chemical like formaldehyde. Or formamide, sorry. What the fuck? Uh, anyway, so it's it's amazing that they did this experiment and they did it using uh, pretending to have a asteroid strike, and they managed to produce all four of the of the amino acids that that, that show up. And so I just too long didn't read. Oh, it turns out that the amino acids can be formed in a big boom. And then the things that are protein can attach to organic materials, and then oh, da, 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 life might have happened. Yeah. That's so that's another God of the Gaps going, oh, look, here's another little, whoop, let's just put that in there. It's like, it can hey. happen by accident. It can yeah. happen by accident. It can happen. <laughs> <laughs> Giant fucking meteors causing life, not just destroying life. <laughs> But creating it. <laughs> it's amazing. That does it for this week's uh, current events. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on this next episode coming out on Wednesday, which will be our weekly feature show. Before we completely wrap up for this section, I, of course, have to give the biggest thanks to all the amazing patrons who support us each week. So many thanks go to our sustaining patrons, Angelica Pearson, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, Mike, and Darcy Bowman for all the help and love that they've shared with us. And a lot more love and respect goes to Marissa McCool, for being our number one patron. Thank you so much out there. I really appreciate that. Uh, If you wish to support the work that we do each week, please make sure that you go to patreon.com slash Utah outcasts and give us whatever you feel like giving at whatever level you feel like giving. Anyway, uh, however, money isn't the only way to get our attention. If you don't have the budget, a quick review or subscribe on whatever you catch us on will help us out a ton. And we'll make sure to give you your due praise like the handful we got this past week. So really quick on YouTube, we have, Daltron Force, we have Coolabs, and we have Margaret Fly. And boy, on Twitter, we've got Pittsburgh Today, Genuine Comfort, Joy Booth, Erica Morgan, Abdul Baki, British Pilgrimage, JJ, Playable Video, The Tipsy Testament, Energy Storage, Adam Hatch, hey, buddy, uh, Chuck Bluestein, Reason Revolution, Harry Potter, Gray, and Persassi. <laughs> Thank oh you guys. Oh, my God. So- we got Harry Potter. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for enjoying all of our silly social media nonsense. Uh, a final thanks goes out to the members of the panel before we cut you loose. We wanted to remind you that we'll be back again this Wednesday with our features episode. But until then, remember, you're welcome. Bon nuit. I can get to sleep. I think about the implications of diving into deep. And possibly the complications. Especially at night I worry over situations I know we'll be alright Perhaps it's just an imagination
Yeah, he went right to that. I will smear poop on myself. <laughs> My kid's <Beep>. gay. Genetics. <laughs> uh, some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits. 
like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.